podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Frank Benali. This is Klaus Lundekvam. I'm Matt Letizia. Dean Hammond here. And you're listening to In That Number. Here is Letizia. Find me on Twitter at MuscleMush. And me, Ray Hunt. You can find me on at RayHunt84. Follow the show on at Number Podcast on Twitter. And on Facebook, Instagram and Telegram on In That Number Podcast. Email us with your thoughts and feelings on InThatNumberPodcast at gmail.com. And if you like what you hear, consider sharing your support by visiting buymeacoffee.com forward slash In That Number. Let's march on in. Welcome back to another episode of In That Number. This is episode 202, Life After James Ward-Prowse. We have a jam-packed episode with the fallout from Gillingham uh, and all the craziness from Norwich to go through. uh, And we have all the news regarding James Ward-Prowse and Tino Livramento, transfer roundups. Plus, we have to look ahead to next week's visit to Plymouth Argyle. Uh, joining me as ever is the Moscow Mush, Kevin Milberton and Tim Bazance. We are back as a three for the first time since the end of last season. So it's um it's good to have a full squad to choose from. Gruesome threesome. Gruesome threesome. Yeah, I hope I hope you're well. Start, Kevin, I'll start with you. How are you doing? Uh, not bad. Not bad. I had a drink last night, uh, so my, my head's hurting. That's just like just like old times then. Yeah, I know. It's been a while since then. It's been a little bit. Not, not hungover, but just a little bit. How about you? Yeah, I'm OK. It's been a busy week. Yeah. Um, it just doesn't. I mean, no, I know we recorded last week, but it doesn't feel I mean, because there's been so much going on this week with um, with Tino and with Prousey and uh, the two matches. And yeah, it's just and I went out in the week as well, which I don't do anymore. But um, yeah, it's just um, where'd you go? I went to the Concord Club. I went to see. Oh, um, Christ. Yeah, of course. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah, yeah I, I went to see Matt, Matt Latiz, James Beattie and Ricky Lambert at the Concord and Eastleigh, which was um. It was fantastic. Yeah, some really, really good stories. Um, really funny as well. I had a real fun. I haven't laughed that hard in a long time. All right. Um, so it was nice. Like my my my, uh, my cheeks were aching at the end of it, and it was like, God, this is, this feels weird. I don't normally laugh. Yeah, I was. Latiz the funniest. So. Latiz was brilliant. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It was, he was brilliant. It was kind of like it was. It was off the cuff. Some of it. I mean, there was a thing that uh, Ricky Lambert said that when he first signed for. A, Alan Pardew, he was banging in the goals, he was doing really well, and Pardew called him into his office, and he said mm. to him, uh, lift up your shirt, and Ricky was like, excuse me, he was like, lift up your shirt, so he, he obviously lifted up his shirt, and Get your Par- <laughs> and Pardew was like, that's fucking disgusting, <laughs> and um, Latiz was like, what, do you have your flies undone as well? <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that story before, yeah. but yeah, I can imagine with Latiz, um, 
yeah, it was, um, yeah. it was great. I never expected it to be that fun. I mean, a lot of people expected it to be full of conspiracy theories and anti-lax yeah. talk and stuff, but no, it was none of that. It was, um, it I think was they were told beforehand, keep it strictly to football, lads. <laughs> don't, dr- don't drag beats into it as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, it was good. Um, and Tim, Tim, how are you? It's it's good to have you back on. Yeah, it's good to be back. Uh, lots of crazy news, uh, lots going on, and uh, obviously lots of unfortunate news, in, in my opinion. But happy to be here and happy to be be able to talk with you guys for first time in a long. Wow! So let's uh, let's have some fun. Let's well, let's try and have some fun anyway, because um, I mean, we lost a few things this week. We lost Tino. Uh, we lost our captain. Uh, the, the beating heart of this side, James Ward-Prowse. We lost our status in the EFL Cup for another year. Uh, our winning streak of one. Uh, and probably should uh, should lose another set-piece coach as well. <laughs> um, and it's I've lost... Half the squad as well. Yeah. Uh, I've lost my temper quite a bit as well. So, um, yeah, and it's um, it's been an incredibly uh, tough week for any Saints fans to endure. Uh, but, it, you know, it ended in that eight-goal thriller and a point, uh, which could have been a lot worse. Uh, probably should have been a lot better also, but uh, all in this week, and it's just, it's, it's never a dull moment, is it, Kevin? No, I can't be, when you went through that, I just couldn't believe that, um, Tino, this has all happened since we last recorded. I know. It seems so long ago. And Gillingham, that was like Tuesday night, and it's, yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, I mean, I mean Gillingham was just god awful, wasn't it? I mean, Russell Martin made some, har- some harsh but fair comments post-match on Tuesday night, which I'll get into shortly, and I'll, I want your opinion on what he said. Um, some very under under par performances at, at Gillingham and, and dumped out the league, uh, but look, dumped out by League Two opposition yet again. We're getting some bitter comments from the fans, and I've been guilty of that too. Um, but I'll try to take a positive spin because you know you focus on the bigger picture and all that. Uh, come December, we'll probably forget about this game completely. And well, this week, <laughs> um, we we and again we don't need the extra games fattening up the already like loaded fixtures and, and the weeks and players were all changed from last Friday and, and they're young and but I mean if you add up all the Premier League appearances of the starters on Tuesday night and it, it amounts to 641 so there's plenty of experience to be able to deal with Gillingham and the uh, truth is we just didn't and I'm, I'm gutted I am really gutted to have lost that game yeah not only did we just lose the game we just deservedly lost the game it's not like we lost it on you know penalty kicks after mm. you know a couple of, couple of large uh, injuries on our team we rotated the entire team out there was no gelling whatsoever and we got pummeled and deserved to be kicked out now do I want to be kicked out no but understandably the loss well it was deserved and they while you have yeah it was. yeah we have we have eight more games in the league, so if you added up the EFL Cup, you know, what, what's the focus? The focus is to get back promoted and, you know, oh, let's focus on the league. That's what people are going to say. Well, it's kind of bullshit that we lost. Now, if you got to put up a good fight and you lost to Spurs away or something like that, then so be it. But we lost to Gillingham away, and it's a bunch of bullshit, and it sucks. So And Norwich, yeah, wow. I mean, still catching our breath, I guess, and just a crazy outcome. Goals galore. Uh, dodgy errors at the back, uh, just set pieces once again. And, you know, we're conceding a goal again to set pieces. <laughs> but that's, uh, that's that's not changing, is it? But, yeah. Anyway, before we get into the news and before we get into all this, uh, if you're interested in joining our Discord, then please get in touch. Uh, and you can join in with our game discussions, uh, predictions league, fantasy football, fantasy championship, anything. Uh, it's, it's all good fun. Um, it's all completely free as well. So if you want to join us there, then uh, get in touch and... Uh, we shall get you in. Um, and also, if you want to support the show, uh, then just please visit uh, buymeacoffee.com forward slash in that number. 
any donation would be really, really appreciated. Um, yeah, as I say, got a lot to go through today, guys. So we'll um, we'll get into the ITN news now. This is ITN in that number news. Okay, uh, first thing on the agenda. Um, <clears throat> I guess we do this chronologically. Uh, Tino Livramento completed his move to Newcastle. Kevin gutted, disappointed, uh, shocked, or you know expected. Um, gutted and expected. Yeah, there's not a, lo- a lot, a lot of noise about this transfer. And we thought that, you know, from his comments as well, that he might show a little bit of loyalty to the team for uh, nursing him back from injury and sticking with him and you know, proving himself in the team for a whole season. He hasn't had a chance to do, albeit in the championship. But, um, yeah, he couldn't resist the lure of uh, playing for Shariah FC in the Premier League and the Champions League. So... Um, I, I don't really blame him, to be honest. Um, he's clearly got the quality to, to make it in the Premier League. Um, although, you know, as a choice, you know, getting guaranteed playing time for a whole season or being given Trippi as understudy uh, for God knows how long, you know, for me, that would be a difficult choice. But, you know, maybe, maybe it just does come down to money in the end. No, maybe it was a difficult choice. I mean, he's got to up and leave, isn't he? He's still young. Um, but, yeah, on the bench yesterday for their... Uh, 5-1 mm. win over Aston Villa. Uh, never come on, of course, so obviously not needed. But yeah, um, Tim, how are you feeling about this? Are you, uh, do, you, do you feel like, because we've seen a lot of um, disappointed fans and a lot of fans are saying that, you know, we've put in a lot of effort into his rehab and, you know, as soon as he gets a chance to go, he's gone. And are you feeling like that? Are you feeling bitter? Are you feeling disgusted? Or are you just like, yeah, you've you got to accept it for what it is? Well, you don't have to accept it, but you got to recognize the situation at hand. So if there are two players that I didn't want to lose this this offseason, Tino was number two. And recognizing why they saw the potential and they saw the buildup of what was could be, you know, the potential that he has. So to me, with Newcastle coming in with such a large bid, basically Southampton played the money game of they're holding out for the money that they feel is appropriate for the for the value of the player, and then they're given the opportunity to give the player the choice the choice in that hand. So Tino found us an opportunity to go to Newcastle, uh, slot in as their right back. It looks like he's going to still be uh, be able to play maybe in the in the in the Champions League, uh, but with Trippier being the locked in starter and the captain of the team. Who knows exactly what will be, uh, you know, coming about. So, you know, racking up the the income, incoming money. Uh, obviously, we made a profit on him the exact amount with the sell-on clause that Chelsea has. Don't know. And ultimately, I think he has a massive potential. I would have hoped for him to stay at least one season. And if we got promoted, then he would have been even more valuable and more money. And, uh, you know, I don't, it's, it's the player. It's not about the money for me and it stinks. And I really wish that he would have stuck around, but he didn't and wish him all the best of luck. And we'll always appreciate seeing him play, uh, in person. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Well said again. Um, yeah. And another one, another, this one really, really hurts is James Wood Prowse. Um, bit except it's not actually been confirmed yet, but you know, well, Russell Martin has said that he, he's gone, um, I think he's having his medical 
uh, or he's had his medical is what I've heard um, off to West Ham. Some split statements from the fans regarding this. I'm, I'm not here to tell anyone how they should respond to it. It's up to them, of course. But for me, this is just the consequence of relegation, isn't it? It's, it's, it's hard to take. but And he will go down as a club legend for me. And I know people have said that to be a club legend, you need to be like Latiers and play you know, one team club. I don't think that's true. I think the fact that he's been here since he was a, what, eight years old um, and he, he does give everything he's got on the field. Um, maybe not so much in, in, in recent months, but that, that's the whole team, not just him. Um, but he has been the most important person at this club for a long, long time. Um, certainly since we've started this podcast, Kevin, um, and just fond memories and just hardly a bad game. Giving us all, all the time, plays nearly every week, every minute. Uh, some incredible moments to take away. And it, it's hard to let him go. It's hard to move on. But again, he has to fulfil his, I mean, what is he, 27, 28? He needs to be playing in the Premier League. Uh, he needs to be playing European football. And that's going to incle- increase his chances for playing for England. So, And at this point, Kevin, are we even going to discuss the wages that he's going to be on or the increase on that? Is it really worth it? I don't think it would be that significant, to be honest. Um, I think it is from more championship about... From Championship to Premier League, it is. I'm not well, saying so much in our season, but... The rumour is that he's one of the players that didn't have the uh, clause in his contract that uh, his pay would be docked if we got relegated to the Championship. So, ostensibly, he has been earning the same wages mm. as he was in the Premier League. And, you know, uh, you know, West Ham are a big club, but you know, I don't think they're offering any money. I think it's more about... And, you know, you've, you've got to be offering quite a lot for uh, Prousey to, you know, up and leave, even if it is to London. I suppose he doesn't necessarily have to move anywhere. But, yeah, I think, you know, there's a chance of staying in the Premier League, breaking that um, free-kick scoring record and, uh, yeah, having the chance to to play in Europe. He said before that he's, you know, that's been the highlight of his career playing in Europe and he could get the chance to do that this season. Uh, replacing Declan Rice and uh, yeah his maybe last chance to get into that England team you know he's reaching the end of his international mm. career if he has one so yeah we can't blame him I think 30 million is probably you know around the lower end of what we're expecting it would take to to, to let go of him there obviously hasn't been that huge amount of interest that we were expecting so yeah it's a shame to, to lose him but you know I think it, is, it suits him yeah, and Tim, this this wasn't a surprise at all. We knew it was coming, but some fans seem to be are acting like it is a surprise, like because we've gone this far into the window without losing him. Um, I think a lot of fans were thinking that he would stay or he has decided to stay on, uh, but it was never going to happen, was it? He was always going to move to a Premier League team, whoever it was. I always held out hope. I felt that he could have been that uh, guy who just wanted to stay in Southampton, regardless of the level of play. But um, congrats to him for being able to um, want to succeed at the European level. I think he probably got a slight pay bump. If he was on a rumored as 100000 a week, he probably, I'm just going to take a guess at like 120 there at West Ham because mm. he'll be playing Europa level. Um so I think that with the challenge of being uh, and the opportunity for him to go into uh, 
you know, probably a potential Euros campaign. And I think he has a good shot at it as well, especially if there's a couple injuries here and there, uh, he can, he can definitely slot in. So, uh, to me, I, this, you know, I said the, the two players that didn't want to lose this off season, this was obviously number one. And yeah, we've lost them that, both in a week. Yeah. Yeah. And culturally, James Ward Prowse is Southampton. Southampton was James Ward Prowse. And we can call it the Kane years. Actually, if you saw that, because during the, the time in which Kane was at Tottenham in, in the in the high level uh, or in, in in the Premier League and continually playing, James Ward Prowse had the exact same uh, time frame uh, him. Mm. So to us, I guess that's uh, that's the level. And to me, I mean, I'm I mean, I, I just, you know, I fell to my knees and feeling <laughs> feeling pretty hurt from all of it, um, but I wish him all the best. And while I'm sure as hell not going to root for West Ham, I'm definitely going to be rooting for him and whatever he wants uh, mm. to, you know, whatever and whatever he does. So I wish him all the best. Uh, I, you know, I think the identity of the team is really going to be tough to make up. And at, with the, uh, with the, not the Gillingham game, but the, uh, the definitely the Norwich game, I felt there was something missing there, especially in the center of the pitch. Mm. Yeah. Um, Apparently he was at St Mary's yesterday to say his goodbyes. Well, I didn't see him. I think he was in the box. He said his, yeah, goodbye, yeah, yeah. He said I mean, his goodbyes yeah. to the players. He was in the yeah, players in the dressing room. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, he was in the box. But, um, yeah, that's cool, obviously. Kev, how how uh, how wow do you think he's going to do at West Ham? Um, well enough. You think he's yeah. definitely going to slot into that Declan Rice mold? Uh, yeah, I think he's definitely going to yeah. score more goals than Declan Rice because that wasn't Perfect part of his game. Replacement. Yeah, um, I, you know, I suppose it's how, it depends how West Ham are going to play this season. I mean, they they are not particularly um, favourites to set the league on fire. You know, I think most people are expecting them to struggle this season, especially with the fixture congestion that they'll have them playing in Europe. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think they'll be fine, and I think Prowse will be fine. You know, like when Hoiberg went to Spurs. Speaking of Spurs, they've just given a penalty away. I think. Have they? Is it Brentford the penalty? Yeah, one new up though. Sorry, yeah, go on, carry on. No, no, I think you know it's one of, one of those um, signings that will go under the way. He'll do he'll do a job and it'll be satisfactory. But uh, yeah, I don't think he'll get more praise at West Ham than he has been at Southampton. Hmm. Maybe. Hopefully, he gets more praise anyway. But in the eyes of uh, Gareth Southgate. But yeah, uh, Kevin, another one uh, coming in. Joe Lumley. <laughs> this is when we were recording last week. This was a rumor, a rumor that was strong enough that it was going to be made pretty soon. But um, yeah, he's here now, and uh, whether you like it or not, we've got ourselves a third goalkeeper. Yeah, I mean, you know, by from what I'm hearing, he is absolute shite, so he'll fit right in. <laughs> yeah, a lot of the Middlesbrough fans I've seen it on social media now after you mentioned it last week are saying, "Good Funny. luck." Yeah. He was dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but yeah. Um, Tim, another another one coming in as well. Arsenal prospect Zach Orr, uh, yeah, he comes in. Uh, no doubt he's going to link up the under twenty ones. Described as as being a commanding centre back, and he's played at Arsenal for a decade, uh, but left without receiving his senior debut. So yeah, it seems like a good move for everyone involved there. Yeah, I was in awe of the signing. Yay! <laughs> I think he's going to be awesome. Mm. Why didn't I think of these all puns? Oh, as long as he's not awful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's got a nickname ready for him, whether he's good or bad, doesn't he? Yeah, there you go, it's there. Lewis Payne is uh, joined Newport County on loan for the season. Uh, that's another one we expected. He just uh, keeps going out on loan, keeps coming back. But yeah, so he's at Newport County. 
uh, for the year. Uh, Ainsley Maitland-Niles has gone to Lyon. A bit of a surprise. He was he didn't have a club to be because uh, while he was with mm-hmm. us, I think Arsenal said that they weren't going to renew his contract. So, so yeah, so he's um he's joined up with um Guya Chaleta Tsar uh, at Lyon. Mm. Yeah, no, uh, speaking of those fans, didn't he score against Newport in the cup? I mean, yeah, I think he did. No, I mean, he got an assist, didn't he? He didn't score. Ah, right. He got the assist. He came on and uh, yeah, yeah, that's when we won eight 0 wasn't it? But yeah, it's mm. fine. Uh, fans forum is on Tuesday, the fifteenth of August, between six pm and seven pm. Uh, the panel will be Russell Martin, Marianne Spacey, Cow, Jason Wilcox, and Mr. Dyson himself, Phil Parsons. Uh, definitely a great one to go if you can. And if anyone's listening to this that, that is going, please. Try and get some information about incoming transfers, about replacing the likes of Tino, uh, replacing the likes of James Wilpress. And after yesterday's performance, we need centre-backs. Not just one, we need quite a few of them, because uh, I don't think Bednarik and Stevens can play together. And one of them is not going to... Uh, uh, both of them aren't going to go out of the team, are they? So uh, I do think we need to get some centre-backs. Mm. Uh, transfer news. Uh, have you got any transfer news that you want to discuss, Kevin? A bit. Um, um, I mean, Lavi is the obvious one. It mm-hmm. looks like um, he's going, but we've whipped up a real bidding war, haven't we? Um, every time wanted, that yeah. Liverpool have uh, come with an offer that's under 50 million, we've told them to fuck up. And now Chelsea apparently are interested. Now they signed Caicedo. Um, I don't know how serious that is, but I think the signals are clear to Liverpool. Stump up 50 mil, he's yours. Thing is, they've been saying this all summer. Yeah. Like, you pay 50 million is yours and they'll be like oh 30 million 35 million yeah, i don't think million. you're quite listening <laughs> yeah i think the last bid or even the chelsea bid was 48 wasn't it so uh <laughs> no 50 <laughs> and we saw that we know we're not fucking about um same was with west ham they started with low ball offers for browsey when they mm. come with 30 million okay yeah, exactly. Um, it, he knew he would have the pick of his pick of clubs really in the, in the Premier League, and he's got a big, big choice to make if he does still have a choice between Chelsea and Liverpool. If um, Chelsea is still on the, in the market, um, personally, if he has a choice, though, I think he'll choose Chelsea simply because. Uh, if you remember, just after we signed him, they put in a stupid bid last season, saying that they were gonna they wanted him, uh, but nothing obviously happened. Saints said he wasn't for sale, and they had no reason to sell him. Obviously, being in the Premier League uh, still. Um, but in terms of his career, Tim, do you think Liverpool would be the right move for him? Because, I mean, if you look at last season, Chelsea are heading in the wrong direction, aren't they? I mean, they've lost Havertz, Mount, Kovacic, Pulisic, Aubameyang, Kante, uh, Poch has just come in. And there's massive changes at Chelsea, and everyone's unsure on how they're going to do. But with Liverpool, you know, Henderson's gone, Fabinho's gone. Um, there's an opportunity for, for him to fill that void from the off and start from the off and, and make that position his own. I think Liverpool right now are a m- much more stable team yeah. than than Chelsea. And that's not because of last season's results. I think that Todd Bailey and signing literally every person on the planet who is a teenager or anybody who has quality with for stupid money on top of being able to try to slot everything in, it's just it doesn't seem like it's the best results. And if you follow uh, the LA Dodgers as a team uh, over here and who Bailey is the the owner of or a part of the ownership group, he just throws as many big money players as he can and hopes for the best and, and pushes on. So I think that <laughs> perfect there's way so, to run a business. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I think that Liverpool with Jurgen Klopp and the openings with, uh, with the players leading and the development of it, 
I think he'll be better than, oh, is it Bajai? B-A-J-E-T-I-C, uh, Stefan, the, he's also a nine, close to a 19 year old. Um, and he's a midfielder, defensive yeah. midfielder. And I think he'll, European football, there's going to be a lot of chances for him. He should go to Liverpool for the sake of his career, but, you know, I, I, if you want to go to get for the entertainment in the team, go go to Chelsea. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. I think it'd be a good move for him to go to Liverpool. Um, Kev, makes, uh, James, perfect sense it does, yeah. Uh, James McAtee from Man City. I think he was on loan to uh, uh, Sheffield United last year, um, which they lost, and you know he was a big part of them going up. Um, I'm not too sure if that. I mean, that seems to have died out a little bit now. I'm not too sure what's going on there. Have you heard that one? No, I don't know anything about him at all. Uh, yeah, he played 37 games for Sheffield United and scored nine goals last season in the championship, and obviously they got promoted. So uh, mm. lo- losing him uh, was well, they, they, they're not they're not fond of it. <laughs> put it that way. Um, and speaking of Sheffield United, apparently they put in a bid for Will Smallbone. Yeah, I don't think that's going to go anywhere, is it? Well, I mean, I hope not. But at the end of the day, they're, che- they're Premier League now, aren't they? So again, it's the same situation. But James Wood Prowse obviously is a Premier League player. I'm not quite sure Will Smallbone's there yet, uh, even though he's had a couple of good performances lately. But uh, Apparently, yeah, um, I'm not took, a, in took a bit of a knock to the ankle yesterday, so um, that he might have a little yeah, injury. Yeah, impact injury, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and I've also seen that uh, Crystal Palace are interested in Alex McCarthy. Yeah, please. Um, I, I think there'll be uh, a crowd of uh, fans willing to drive in there. Yeah, I'll take take Mizuno as well. I'll take them both. No, yes. buy, buy one, get one free. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but who else have we got? I mean, OK, Flynn Downs, we talked about him. Apparently, I mean, he's having a medical as we speak, so that seems to be a done deal. True. Yep. Belakachep. Yeah, to Dortmund in the region of 20 million euro. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, he was nowhere. He's nowhere near the team. Uh, no. I haven't seen him in training. He's obviously not going to be involved as... Yeah, I think him and Salisu, it was quite clear that, uh, that yeah, they were going places uh, not to the championship. So, yeah, I think if Lianco or apparently Roman Perro are other options in as centre-back, uh, yeah, I think we do need to be looking at uh, other options and uh, getting a replacement. Uh, yeah. I hope they're working on replacements. And I know that that they've said that we need to trim down this squad. We need to get players out the door before we can get them back in the door. But time's going to run out. We're going to lose all these players. We're not going to have time to replace them. So I hope they are working uh, on on finding these replacements. I think you'll see a lot of uh, loans coming in uh, towards the end of uh, the window. So if we're looking for players, I think Downs will be the start. And if you're looking for a center back, maybe a younger one who wants to get some game time or yeah. an older one who's not going to be the main main player in their squad and uh, is looking to get that game time. So I think you'll see beyond downs. I think we're going to guess with two more signings and both of them will be loan. I don't know if we'll have a permanent. No, I, I don't know. I think they need to make a permanent center back and the rest of it. will probably. Oh, I do too, but I don't think they will. though. <laughs> no, no, this is the worry. Um, yeah, uh, Kev. Any more? Any more news? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there was talk of Max Aaron's, uh, but that seems to have gone a little bit quiet, doesn't it? Well, he's gone to Bournemouth, so that's why. Oh right, fuck! I missed that somehow. Yeah, he went to Bournemouth. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, um, I know. Peru's is still at Swansea. Uh, yeah, he's still there. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe we can go in for an offer on him. 
Um, and everyone's after Shea Adams, but it doesn't look like he's going anywhere. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I just seeing him on the bench all the time, it does make me worry. Um, but I'll, again, I'll get into that when we when we go on to the Norwich game. Um, I really yeah. Hope, really hope Apparently, Everton, Bournemouth, Palace, all in in from. Palace need need a striker, don't they? They do. Um. That's about it. Uh, okay, right. Loans then. Loans. Uh, Nico Lawrence at Colchester. So he made his first start uh, at Colchester's 2-1 loss at Bradford yesterday. Um, so, yeah, not a great start for him. Mark Hughes is Bradford, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Lewis Payne, as we mentioned, Newport County, played the last 10 minutes, but Newport won 4-0 over Doncaster. So, yes, that was good. He came on then. Uh, Under-21s. Uh, yes, the fixtures for the Under-21 Premier League Cup have been announced, and we face Celtic, Dynamo Zagreb, Lyon, and Valencia. So, yeah, playing Newcastle today uh, at 12.30. Sorry, there, there were 5-2 down last time I looked. Ballard had scored two within six minutes. But, um... uh, they lost 5-3. So, yeah, Ballard's got a hat-trick, though. So, uh, oh, wow. Yeah, good stuff for him. Um, and their next match uh, is Aston Villa next Friday. Uh at seven o'clock at the snow stadium um the women then they are playing right now as well and i believe they are one nil down to hashtag united um but they haven't i've got another signing another defender izzy milne from the chelsea academy uh, apparently tim she turned down the opportunity to play for michigan state she made the right choice she stayed <laughs> and then saints have snapped her up but yeah they're, yeah they're still in their pre-season they played villaricky town at snows last sunday and what a result that was. I'm sure you've all seen that. Um, three players completed their hat-tricks in an incredible 14-1 win. Um, bear with me here. So Molly Pike, Katie Wilkinson, Lucia Kendall, all with hat-tricks. Lexi Lloyd-Smith with a brace. Alice Griffiths, Megan Wynn and Rosie Parnell rounded up the 14. Um, and as I say, playing hashtag United right now in their final preseason game. And they are 1-0 down. Uh, Under-18s then. They played Crystal Palace on Saturday and they lost 5-0 in their opening game of the under-21, sorry, the under-18 Premier League. Uh, Tommy Dobson Ventura was sent off after two yellow cards as well. So what a name. it's cool, isn't it? Another double barrel name. <laughs> we do love them. Uh, and they play Aston Villa also uh, next week. Uh, Saturday the 19th, and that is at home, Staplewood. Okay, right, as I say, lots of matches to go through, um, and we'll start with uh, the Priestfield Stadium, the Carabao Cup first round against Gillingham. Uh, incredibly gutting result and performance. I mean, completely shocked. No, no one really saw that coming. Uh, knocked out of the Carabao Cup first hurdle to League Two Gillingham, yeah. Uh, and you just have to feel for the 1,800-odd uh, that, that travelled to Kent on Tuesday. Uh, be utterly embarrassed and let down by that display and um sorry there were 1800 traveling fans yeah that's about a quarter of the attendance yeah i know yeah, they took it took a good lot there but yeah um ashley nadison he put them uh up before halftime before robbie mckenzie scored twice uh, for an unassailable three nil lead and then charlie alcaraz grabbed the consolation at the end uh, but ultimately we exit the cup and the, and the chances for game time for the younger hungrier players will have to come in the league so uh yeah very disappointing Kev? Um, I mean, right from the beginning, it was another confusing lineup. Um, I think. 11 changes? Yeah. Um, you know, Russell Martin's got us back in that Saints tradition of scratching our heads when the team sheets come out and wondering what the fuck the formation is and who's playing where. Um, yeah, apparently shoehorning Perot into the centre back position for no apparent reason. Um, 
and yeah, a few youngsters, uh, Jaden Magoma, Sam Amani, or uh, Shea Charles, getting the start. Um, yeah, Ginepo Mara out of the doldrums. Yeah, Maka back between the sticks. Um, yeah. We kind of expected Maka to be there, but yeah, the rest of the squad, I mean, is a, I think on in hindsight, it was quite unnecessary. And the way I prefer things to be done is to have, you know, a reasonably strong uh, team, sort of, you know, have maybe a few, few more starters. You know, James Will Price, why not play him in his, his last game? Yeah, see, this is the cynical side of me. I'm thinking, why don't we play James Will Prowse and then mm. cut tie him? Yeah. yeah and same yeah, with Lavia. Not. Fuck you guys. You can't have him. Well, you can yeah. have him, but you have to play him but in the league instead. You, you need those <laughs> players that, um, that can make a difference off the bench if needed, if there's something wrong. And you need the players uh, there uh, who. You know, need to get a, get a chance and get minutes if we're ahead. So yeah, I was expecting to, bit to be a bit more balanced. And yeah, right from the outset, it was clear that something was very wrong, and there was just not really the players there to fix it. No, no, and so def- just left de- definitely the style, the style that he adopts as well for those youngsters is not not working there. But yeah, I mean, Magoma, yeah, making his, his senior debut, debut, um, Amomayor first senior start, we're going to see more of him. But people like Magoma are probably not going to get that chance now because we're not playing in the cup anymore. Uh, and then you've got to look at the likes of Mara and Gineppo, who are, you know, they've been, they've been out of favour, haven't they? But yeah, really, really shaky, wasn't it, all over? And the back line was awful. Absolute uh, a lot, A lot of pressure on Magoma, though, I mean, you know, making his debut. And he's got to rely on his senior teammates, but he just let down by them. And we talk about how this team is too big and it has no depth. Well, this game just goes to show that because Bree and Lianco are not up to it, whether they're starters or their backups. And bearing in mind, if we lose Kyle Walker-Peters in this transfer window, we've got Bree at right back. That's it. We're already thin at centre back. And Lianco, yeah, it's just not up for it. Not a convincing showing from Perro in the centre, but oh, and McCarthy obviously had a shocker. But you, oh, I don't know, Perro, though, are we going to give him the benefit of the doubt here because he's playing in an unnatural position. He's been yeah, out injured. He's had so. a big layoff. Um, and like you said, shoehorned, he's unfamiliar. We we know his position. When, when he's playing at left back, the only thing that lets him down really is his position. And it kind of did here as well, didn't it? But when you're playing in the centre and you make mistakes, it's usually a goal. And we saw this, um, his back pass that just went out for a corner uh, early on. And I mean, he picked up a book in early as well, um, just all over the place. And and Brie and Lianco, yeah, just giving the ball away so many times. And I mean, hopefully it was just more a question of complacency than rather, oh, this is just a normal reaction from us now. Yeah, I mean, if you thought that Stephen Spitnarik and Bazuna were bad, well, (laughs) how about Lianco, (laughs) Perot and McCarthy? (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, and Bree, very, very poor. Um, going, I feel sorry for Miles, not, not really impressing. Uh, wow, see, this is the thing. I mean, um, Martin was really, really okay with his youngsters. Uh, he wasn't going to throw them under the bus. It was other players that he was um, uh, he was discussing. Um, but yeah, it's 12 minutes into the game and, and Nadison scores. It's James Bree trying to bring the ball mm-hmm. out, uh, loses possession, uh, out of position, and we're not good enough to regroup. And it was just a simple cross into the box. One now. Yeah, Lianco and Pro, they were too slow even to get to him. He's, you know, he's not the fastest of players, but he's charged, charging down that left wing. Um, yeah, they should have should have got to him. I'm going to say, this new set-piece coach proved to be inspired. 
Uh, free header from a corner. What the hell are you working on? <laughs> Happened against Norwich as well. I mean, well, no, that wasn't a goal, was it? We were just lucky to get one because he hit the crossbar. But that mm. wasn't enough. You know, you, you, you can't leave people free on corners. It's so simple. But yeah, um, they hit the bar and uh, McCarthy was absolutely nowhere near. I think Shay Charles was supposed to be marking, actually, as well. But he was nowhere near him. Made him look up a right fool. And then on the 51st minute, and this may shock you, Kevin, uh, Gillingham made it too. And it was from a set piece. Hard to believe, right? Um, yeah, I mean, Mac uh, looked even more of a bumbling twat in this one. Uh, <laughs> How bad uh, is that defending? <laughs> horrific, yeah. Um, it's like that, but it's a free kick, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Just looping up the far post. And, uh, McCarthy both. decides to dive over the ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't take much of a touch on them. You know, Elmer and Mackenzie both get a touch on it and just roll straight under him. Uh, yeah. yeah, that ball was unchallenged on three separate occasions. Like, first the head, mm-hmm. then it goes down, and then it goes into the box, and he's just tapped it in. Three, three attempts we could have got that clear, and we never did it. Deserved everything we got. Yep, and then another set piece, another goal. It's almost like giving a penalty away. Shock horror, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, poor Tyler Diblin, he came on for his debut with only six minutes to go, and it's like, what are you going to do? Um, but we did get a goal back, as you say, um, um, Alcaraz and... Good finish from him, actually. But, um, yeah, the damage damage was done. Yeah, and Cammy Doyle, um, yeah, also coming on. Uh, he, looked, he looked all right, actually. Um, he did well to, to hold the ball up and feed it in for our crowds. Yeah, yes, he did, actually. I want to talk. Have you heard that, uh, Russell Martin's comments? Yeah. OK, because I want to get I really want to get into this because I, I yeah, I quite liked it because it's not. Um, it, you take a look at what uh, Ruben Sayers was saying at the end of a loss and it was all. Players are working hard. They're doing this. Um, we know what we've got to do. We'll, we'll be better. But you never actually believed it. It was just all, you know, sucking up to the fans and not throwing his players under the bus. But what Russell Martin said after the game completely changed that. And he wasn't afraid to call his players out. I want to get to grips with everything that he said after that game. And um, I want to get your opinions on it. So, yeah, I'm going to pick the bones of this statement. Uh, so bear with me on this one, Kev. Are you ready? Yeah. OK, so I saw too much stuff that we haven't worked on and people trying to write their own script. We weren't brave enough to play properly in the first 25 minutes. After Friday's performance, rather than doing the stuff we work on, we had people doing stuff they wanted to do in self-preservation mode. There was too much disappointment and way too much pity and feeling sorry for themselves for some people. And they're probably the ones who understand they won't be here or they know they won't be a part of the journey. We had one player playing out of position, really, and we didn't see that being a problem. Out of the nine senior players, a lot think they are Premier League players. You're not when you turn up like you did tonight and you don't stick to the work we've done and don't want to be brave enough and feel sorry for yourself. We have a really big squad, but I'm not sure we have a really big squad of players that can help us. It's not a worry. We trained with 10 boys at home this morning and eight guys who were outstanding on Friday and will be huge in what we do. There were probably too many on the pitch who think they would be elsewhere, and that's my fault. I should have took that into account more, but I thought it would be good a good chance to show what they can do on the pitch. Wow. What do you make of that, Kev? Yeah, I mean, I'd like to you know, put some names to the description, so who feels that they're not going to be here wow. this season? Wow, OK, so I'm glad you said that, because <laughs> he's praised his younger players, right? Yeah, I think perhaps, they deserve... Perhaps given them a longer leash. So, like, Magoma, mm. Amo Amayor... Charles, he was great. Mm. yeah, 
everyone else is fair game then. So we have to look at the players like Mara, Gineppo, Lianco, Bree, maybe Perro. But those are the sort of players that I'm thinking, I think he's referring to. They won't be here again anymore or they won't get that chance anymore. I know he's talking about Bree because what Bree did for that opening Gillingham goal was not what Russell Martin wants. He just picked the ball up and decided to run with it. That's not what they worked on. They were working on passing it around the back. He decided to go for it. He lost the ball, didn't get into position. Set the backs weren't quick enough, weren't switched on, and they went, went, they went one nil down. Mm. But yeah, considering how uh, Ruben Sayers defended his players after every single loss when you needed to give him a you know rocket up the ass. This this is refreshing for me. I think this is a great thing that Russell Martin's done. He's not mentioned any player specifically. Yeah, um, I think he does have to take a bit of a blame though. Uh, well, he's, he does. I mean, he does say that's the pick the squad. That's true, but he does say that there's um there's probably too many on the pitch that think they'll be elsewhere, and that's my fault. Um, mm. so players that think they can be playing in the Premier League still. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's Lianco. <laughs> I mean, if he if, if he sees that, then you know, why why play him? Mm. Well, yeah, exactly. That's his fault. He's he's taking responsibility for that. Mm. Well, let's first talk about the the architecture of the conversation that he just gave. I, I think it's well rounded. I think it's full of uh, you know facts. I think it's also full of emotion in that he has created an entire culture and buy in within the club. So to me, I, I really really liked it because I felt that he was a tried and true manager. And while, yeah, you said Ruben Sayers will always go and defend and he's the the nice guy. Martin comes from, he's got an aura around him that I just, I I like and and appreciate. So to me, uh, well, you know, take the, he's just saying a couple players were, were, were all right. So you got maybe, you know, Alcaraz came in fine, maybe Stu, um, and I think that Perot was out of position is the one that he mentioned as he was playing center back and a five, eight center back beyond that though, everybody else is fair game. So to me, uh, what I like about it is he was honest, open and really emboldened what is the champ, you know, the, the, the promotion push. So he needs to get going. Uh, you know, he wants the team to get going and, and, make an impact and recognize that every little bit makes a huge difference. So to me, you know, who the players are, challenge them, push for them to be success, to be the best that they possibly can. And in the end, it wasn't what we, what he wanted and nor was it for anybody to want. We just got completely romped and it looked like shit. Yeah. I, I just think it's refreshing. I like it. And I like the fact that he didn't call out any player specifically, but just told him that, wasn't happy with it and it's not what we worked on but yeah um kev do you have any stats from that game i don't know if, i don't know if i want to hear them um yeah i mean as as usual uh we lost the possession uh 73 possession uh took uh 868 touches 668 passes pass yeah. accuracy of uh, 90 shots 20 shots would you believe it well uh, Four of them are on target. Yeah, see, these possession stats and these passing stats, like 660-odd passes to their, to their 233, um, mm. it means absolutely nothing if you can't do anything with it. If you're completely clueless with it like we were, then these stats don't don't matter. I mean, it's a lot, but it's, a, it's less than what we've been seeing in the championship, isn't it? Yeah. Tim, I, I think this loss, in a way, it could be a good thing because the timing is perfect. I mean, Russell Martin will have learned a lot about his players here. 
who he can and who he can't trust. And we still have the time to put that right, you know, get rid of these untrusted players that he's talking about and bring in the types of players that I think, well, that, that he thinks will work for him. So it, it's better to have this this problem now than, you know, say October, November time. There's opportunity to come from it. Whether or not we actually take it and run with it, we'll really see. But you can see this, let's say the silver lining, but you can see that there could be something to make of it and use it as a turning point. So to me, let's just hope for the best because it could be, it's going to be a long season regardless. And I'm kind of scared. And I mean, but kind of, I'm definitely scared. I'm always going to be scared. I think the championship gives me more uh, heebie jeebies than even the Premier League. Um, <laughs> But, uh, you know, you, you got to take with what was given to us now. So let's just run with it and uh, let's let's push on. Let's march on. Let's march on. Yeah. Uh, Kev, man of the match for Gillingham. I mean, I don't um, mean for Gillingham. I mean the Gillingham game. Yeah. I mean, that Mackenzie was looking quite good. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think it's got to be one of the youngsters. Um, they are the only ones who come out of this looking, I mean, not good, but um, at least Retaining some modicum of dignity. Um, Sam Amo Amio was good in preseason. I thought he looked all right against Gilliam. Uh, it's just unfortunate that uh, yeah, the rest of the team weren't really up to it. You're giving it to Sam. I give it to Sammy. Yeah. Sammy Ami. Sammy the Saint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm giving it to Sam as well. Amo Amio for me. I think he was the, he's the one that showed the most promise. Um, he wasn't afraid to run with the ball. He, he wanted to. Obviously, he he was doing what Russell Martin had told him to do. Um, yeah, and shout out to um, Corey Doyle and Alcaraz coming off the bench to make a little bit of a difference, but it was just too little too late. Then. Too little too late. How often have we heard that? Yeah. Tim? Mm. Uh, Alex McCarthy, duh. Oh, fuck off. Now you'll see SAA come into, uh, come into his own this season, and this was a part of the opportunity that he's had, and obviously coming on as a sub here in the Norwich game. And then potential injuries, whether we see with a dozy or Tella, if there's anything that comes uh, comes about from it, I think he'll be the next one to slot in. Yeah, he he looks uh, he look, he's he's exciting. And then he came on. I know that he didn't really have a have much to do, but he did he did look good even when he came on against Norwich. And I thought, yeah, I'm excited about this kid. And like you said, Tim, I think it's going to be a really good season for him. It's going to be a breakout now. Um, and let's hope um let's hope he can he can continue. And if a dozy isn't fit. Um, yeah, give him a go. Give him a start. Why not? Everyone wants to see it. Uh, and on to that Norwich game then. Yes, an entertaining match. Uh, crazy scoreline. Although the previous home game also ended in 4-4. Look um, ending the season with a 4-4 draw. Mm, yeah, so the St. Mary's faithful certainly getting their money's worth. But yeah, fantastic atmosphere. And I mean, I'll go as far as to say that the Itching Chapel was the best I've heard. It was incredible support. I mean, even at 3-4 down after 83 minutes... There was still optimism, even from me, believe it or not. Um, that's how how well it sounded. It was excellent. But yeah, uh, 4-4, obviously. And one one change from that win at, at Hillsborough. Forget the uh, 11 uh, at Gillingham. Uh, James Ward-Prowse out, obviously. Stuart Armstrong comes in. Still no Che Adams. Um, the gaffer sticking with Adama, if it ain't broke, I guess. Um, Kevin, Captain Jack taking control. Yes. Happy with that decision. Yeah, Captain Jack Sparrow, the Cornish pirate. Yeah, uh, 
I think we we saw it coming. We'd talk about candidates if Paracy left. Well, I say if 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 and or when Paracy left. Um, yeah, he's the only real candidate, isn't he? I guess. Even though he was out on loan last season, maybe there's yeah, a place to be made for Stew. But yeah, this is the thing I was thinking about during the game. Actually, it's like well, he's he's, he, he's the most important, influential player as a captain and all that, but he wasn't even in the team last year. Mm. <laughs> so it's like, but yeah, like you said, who else is there? You, you can't give it to Walker Peters. I mean. He's going to be off, I reckon. And who else is going to, hope not. going to take it? No, I hope Stewie. not. Uh, but again, he was. there was talk about him uh, moving to Torino in the off-season. And I don't think anybody trusts him to play 90 minutes anymore, which is sad because he came off yesterday, which, I, which mm. I wasn't happy with. But uh, hey-ho, he's the manager. He knows what he's doing. Uh, but yeah, other than that, I mean, I, I still want to see more of Lavia. I know he's going to be going, but I still want to see him just, you know, just a get the most out of him while we can. He's still our player, the best player we've got in the middle. So I don't... Yeah, but, you know, when you've got a player that's worth 50 million, uh, are you going to risk it just for a minimal difference in, I in one it. or two games? Yeah. yeah, I do get it. That's what you start with. I mean, OK, it was it's, it's a decent team. And the only question I had, Tim, was, uh, was Che Adams uh, not starting and Adam Armstrong taking his place. I know it was vindicated, but, I mean, he's... What, got three goals in two games now. Well, two of them from the spot, and one of them took a deflection off his head. But still, has to go with it, right? Absolutely. Yeah, it didn't take long uh, for Norwich to take the lead. Nine minutes, in fact. Uh, just, just a bad goal to give away. So much space at the back stick, and just made it look really simple, didn't they? And I, it came at such a bad. I mean, there's never a good time for a goal, but it just seemed like there was. It, this was bad because we had the pressure. Uh, we had lots of the ball. Uh, Norwich go forward and. and I think it was pretty much their first attack and they score. So that 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 was a huge worry. It was just that we're going to be too easy to score against. Yeah, classic um, yeah, header in at the back post. It's such a simple thing to do. Yeah, I don't know if it's they made it look good or we made them look better. I don't, I don't know. Benaric and Stevens took a step up thinking, and so they were in communication there. So we, we made... It was our mistake that led to the first goal. I mm. think there was still a chance for for Barnes to be able to score it, but if we were able to drop back whomever was on the right side there, uh, either be miscommunication, um, I think maybe Bednar crossed over or Stevens crossed over and they just weren't there, and he slipped through. Walker Peters wasn't able to track back because he was still taking the guy on the far post. It was shit. It's on us and 1-0 to Norwich. Yep, uh, but the, but what I did like uh, was the response, and not just from that game. It was uh, from that goal, from the whole performance. The response was so so pleasing because how many times have we seen the head go down? Even when we go one nil up, we ended up losing two one last season. So it was so yeah, it was so pleasing to see that. And we you know seventeen minutes, Jan Bednar at Yanni B, uh, Kyle Walker Peters cross, <laughs> uh, Captain Jack Header, Angus Gunn actually makes a fucking save at St Mary's. That's what the first time ever. Um, and it rebounds, and yeah, Bednarik, first goal in 18 months. Um, but yeah, brilliant response, and it just didn't let the deficit affect them in the slightest. And lots of belief, and I don't know whether that's that's Russell Martin, or if it's just that we're playing championship opposition. But it, whatever it is, it, it's it's great. It's a great response. Yeah, I mean, we kind of expected there to be lots of goals at both ends this season, and against stronger opposition like Norwich you kind of you kind of expect there to be a lot of goals um so yeah the fact that we weren't trailing 
by a huge amount at any point really in the game. Um, yeah, I think it's a testament to, to the new style that we're playing. Um, yeah, Bed- I like Bednarik's goal. He kind of just boots it back to where it came from. Yeah. Very you, good instinctive touch. Angus Gunn's not going to make two saves, surely. <laughs> um, like instant stroke twice. No. Uh, new goal song. Oh, did you hear this? Uh, Zombie no. Nation. Oh, God. People seem to like it. I didn't, you know. But it's been done so many times before. I think Boston Bruins use it as their goal song, and I certainly won't be celebrating that. So, yeah, just just get rid of that. I don't like it. I wonder, right, if we're 4-0 down and we grab a consolation, will they still play it? And and if they do, who's going to actually enjoy it then? It's just a, such a... I mean, it, it, it comes with such veracity. I'm trying, the word is not coming to me right now, but it's such a strong song that if you're te- if you are 4-0 down, you score that consolation goal. I don't think it's worth it. I think exactly. <laughs> I think Zami Nation is deserved for a 90,000 person college football game where people have been tailgating and getting smashed for you know, 12 hours straight and the student section is just absolutely rocking and rolling, not for a 30,000 seat St. Mary's stadium. It's not, you know, you know, on a 3 PM kickoff, it's, it doesn't, ma- it doesn't match the, it doesn't match it. Whereas if you had something like, you know, Chelsea dagger, uh, to be able to play in the game, in yeah, as, play, as the goal song, let's, let's go with Chelsea, Chelsea. Dagger. No, you play that at Chelsea. That's it. No, you okay. need to be playing the saints are coming, which they walked out to by the way, Kev, it's back. Yes. Yes, Thank that you. was good. No bloody more, no more insomnia. It was, oh, yeah. What was it? Um, was there no Muse one that they used to do? Oh, I've done a lot. They've done a Queen one mm. years ago at the Dow. They did one vision, which was good. But yeah, it's got to be the Saints <clears> are coming. It's got to be. Um, but yeah, that was good. Yeah, no, no Prousey, of course. Uh, so we have Smallbone and Manning on corners and free kicks. Um, and Adam Armstrong on penalties, which seemed like a good choice in hindsight. But yeah, um, <laughs> Did you see that? I thought there was going to be an argument with Armstrong and Alcaraz over penalties, because as soon as we awarded that first penalty, uh, Alcaraz was near the ball. And um, I think he actually picked it up first. And I thought, oh, no, who's going to have it? Is it going to be Armstrong or is it going to be Alcaraz? But, yeah, it was Armstrong. Um, actually, it reminds me of the story that I heard um, on Thursday night at the uh, at the Concord. Uh, Ricky Lambert was saying that him and Gooley, Gemma Gooley de Prado, mm. and they used to have arguments well, Lambert's the penalty taker, right? He never missed one. So yeah. it's Lambert's penalties. Uh, but every single time there was a penalty, Gooley picked the ball up and he wanted it. And there was an argument. And Lambert had to push him away several times. Just like, go, go away. Like, I'm the penalty taker. I'm on penalties. Don't touch it. Um, and then there was an occasion where uh, Saints went to the den. Uh, Saints got uh, awarded a penalty in the 93rd minute. And Ricky said, yeah, Gooley, do you want it? And he said, no, no, it's all right. You take it. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, he gave it to Lambert. He passed up on that one. So, yeah. Couldn't handle the pressure. Exactly. But, yeah. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, the new combination. That's, that's quite a smart psychological move. from. from exactly. It worked as well because, mm. yeah, you've you got to have the balls to do that. But, yeah. Uh, new combination of, of kick takers. One display for that second guy, as I say. Uh, small bone whips in the cross. Uh, Shane Duffy handballs it. Uh, penalty. Any arguments, Tim? Uh, I think it was a little unlucky on Duffy's part because unlucky he on did. Duffy. <laughs> yeah, well, he 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 jumped so by jumping into and getting uh, you know jumping into the player his positioning and his hand just kind of went over the top normal balance but it, it's for him to be able to control it he's a central defender he needs to be in control of his body and he wasn't 
So it's absolutely the, the two things that I always have are, um, you know, when it comes to a handball, if your hand is above, if you hit the ball hits the hand above your shoulder or you have a handball that hits either in line with the shoulder or above your head at that point in time, it's absolutely handball. So it's right. Well, yeah, it's unnatural, isn't it? It's yeah. You, you know, it's away from the, the silhouette, as they say. But yeah, it's um, it's a, it's a harsh. I can see why they'd argue it, but it's a it's handball, and you can't look at that because well, there's no VAR. But yeah, uh, good penalty, Kev. Well taken, and already matched his total from last season. Yes, yeah, so reassuring. <laughs> reassuring about um Armstrong. Our penalty is not <laughs> as nervous as when Prancy was taken. Oh my God! You say that you can actually see me on that um, 97th minute penalty that he uh, with the equaliser at the end. I wasn't watching. You could see me on uh, on the championship highlights. I had my head in my hands. I couldn't watch it. <laughs> so yeah, no, I don't agree with that. I was still nervous. <laughs> but yeah, Gabriel Zara, very very good goal from Zara. Just kind of hit it, and I think Smallbone gave up on that very very quickly, and just not much of an effort to get the ball back, which is sad because I mean he's been the best player on the field for winning back possession lately. But did he uh, get megged by him? <laughs> did he get megged? I don't know if he got megged, but um, yeah, I don't know. It just didn't seem like he was. It just takes a couple of touches around him and just rifles it in. Yeah, 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 decent goal. Um, But then, you know, the 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 third Norwich goal, Jonathan Rowe. This was just fucking awful. What a way to concede! You know, just on the (laughs) stroke of half time. uh, From another set piece. From another set piece. This is so so bad. When you've recently appointed a set piece specialist, specialist who eats sleeps corners, and you concede a goal like that, unmarked in the centre of the box. What have you been working on? That's just so, so... It was right on the penalty spot as well. And the, the header just kind of loops over into the corner. Do, do you do you agree with that? I mean, I'm I not... think he, he kind of got to it. He got towards it. I mean, he was just a, a fraction of a second too late. He was just too far away from it. I mean, I don't, I, I don't want to blame him too much for that goal. Because actually, when I was at the stadium, I thought it was his, his fault. I was blaming him for quite a lot of it, actually. But then when I looked back at it, I thought, well, he's definitely not going to get the second one. I can't really blame the first one on him. Uh, and that one was probably the worst, but I don't know. So there was an unmarked man in, at the penalty spot, and yes. he was able to get a header. So yeah, yeah, yeah. The, no, I, I, I know. Problem. That's, that's the that, problem. That's the, yeah, that's the phase that's one the, of it. But but yeah. Bazunu, if he was in a better position, dare I say, if he had a better goalkeeper, that wouldn't have gone in. I, you know, it, it makes it hard to defend Bazunu because it just feels like he doesn't do enough. Or but. I really think it's the defense that are letting yeah. him down. And if you see his ability to reach, I mean, his, he can cross the goal in a, in a very large, his distance that he can cover in, in, a, in a leap is pretty, pretty remarkable to me. And yeah, that's it's just a shame the, that it goes right through him all the time. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, he can make the long, the long save to the side and, the problem with the goal was really the unmarked man, and I think his positioning was fine. If he was maybe a quarter step or a half step to his right, I don't still don't think he gets it. But it, what I do think is that if there was a, a, a person who was even within an arm's reach of him, that player would not have made such a successful header on the ball. And no. that was the problem. Yeah, so. the, the, yeah the, main, the main issue here is the, 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 the unmarking. I, don't get me wrong. That's the reason that we lost that. But um, Alex McCarthy conceded three. And everybody is saying you cannot concede three goals and, you know, hope to get anywhere. Bazunu conceded four and basically every shot that hits the target is going in and no one seems to bring it up. I mean, 
that, I mean, I was saying at the game, like, Bazuni may as well not even be there. At this point, we should just field 11 outfield players because anything on target is, is, is a goal. Once I've watched the goal, the goals back, I can't really blame Bazuni. But at the time, it was just like, maybe he was a scapegoat because I'm, I'm not a fan of his. So I'm always looking for someone to blame. Uh, but yeah, looking back at it, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. He made yeah. two saves. Yeah, yeah, it's clear by the fourth one whose fault that was. But um, we'll get to that in a second. But yeah, once again though, the the, the response it was fantastic from the start of that second half. We could have scored three. Uh, we're just all over them. And and Adams comes on for a dozy, and it works almost immediately. Uh, I guess he was a bit lucky with the rebound from his wayward pass. But I mean, the movement and the tempo that we were cause in there and it deserved a reward and we got it and yeah that was a really good finish game back on Kev. um yeah, yeah, yeah. um I mean, it's a it, pure martin ball isn't it um but Marek to armstrong just a really quick touch to adams and i think he's looking to pass it towards armstrong but it kind of gets tangled in uh yeah. norwich legs and just yeah again instinctively when he's got those split second decisions he takes one touch and glides it across into goal yeah it was a good yeah exactly yeah it's like when he's when he's got more time to think about it he uh he messes fuck it, up. it up yeah yeah exactly but yeah um yeah the fourth goal i mean i thought that was going to be it we were done for the score and three or what a game but no christian fasnack fasnacked sorry um ryan manning i mean he's been brilliant uh pre-season uh, start of this season, he's been great, but this was a horrendous error. Um, just a gift for him. I mean, he just got it caught in his feet, didn't he? And um, Bazunu was never going to save that one. I mean, it's 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 quite an extensive catalogue of errors, isn't it? What the whole game or that in, that the, whole, yeah, in the, general? Whole, the whole game? And yeah, that one. It's Teller who gets out sprinted by Giannoulis, and yeah, that just sort of looping ball out there. Um, yeah, I don't know what the fuck Stevens is doing. No, but yeah, that, but once again, though, the, the belief to get back into the game from even going, you know, 4-3 down that late, um, not just because it was an open game, but I mean, the tempo was great. And we all know Russell Martin's slow build up style. But when we need a goal, there is another way to play because we saw that uh, and, we, and we didn't see any of this last season. So that, that was good to see. Um, and it was a penalty. I'm unsure about this one, Tim, because uh, Janoulis, he uh, pushed... Pushes Kyle Walker Peters um, and he goes down. Embellishes maybe. Does he? I don't, I don't know. I mean, he made the most of it. No, it's no, it's, it's soft. It is a yeah. soft one, yeah. It's soft, but it's a penalty. I think what really got what we got they, what Norwich got screwed on was I don't think that was an offsides on that goal that they had with Barnes in the second one in the basically off the the corner kick that they had or the free kick. I think that. Mm. I, I I really think that they got hosed because I think Janelis or whatever his name was, he was I believe he was onside. If VAR would have uh, uh, intervened at that point if it was in the Premier League, and Thank they would have. <laughs> yes, in that case, it did save us. But uh, I think the penalties are the penal- are both penalties. Yeah, it's soft, and he ran through. And what the reason for the penalty is, you saw the shoulder bar, not the shoulder barge, the forearm. Yeah, no, I can see why it was given. I just think it was, I just think it was a bit harsh. I think if that had been the other way around, if we'd have conceded a penalty like that, um, yeah. I don't think we would have been too happy your, about that. Put your forearm down, and if he went in and it was just his body, uh, then it wouldn't have it wouldn't have been it. But it, because of the the forearm barge, uh, that mm. was the the reason for it. Yeah, and well, and well done to Armstrong, Kev. Nerves of steel. Um, uh, like I said, I couldn't watch it. 
Um, let alone having the balls to take it. You know, seven minutes into stoppage time in front of over 30,000. Well done. Yeah, <laughs> That's why you're getting paid. Yeah, brilliant. It's, um, yeah, he's eclipsed his title already now. Uh, d- double figures for Adam Armstrong. It's coming. I think that the second one was actually pretty poor. Uh, Gunn just went the wrong way. The the first yeah, one was great. Gunn, you know, Gunn's never going to save it. So if it was if it was off target, then fine. But yeah, Gunn was never going to save it. <laughs> um, it was it was it was a I would say it's a poor penalty because it was you know basically uh, waist height and just to the right he went the same the same way or the same direction. Um, Gunn would have easily saved it uh, uh, if if he went the right way. But, yeah. And that makes Adam Armstrong the top scorer in the championship moment, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, if you can include the steal off of Teller. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I think we have to, don't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. But, I mean, just with, with that like, penalty, I, I thought that I thought that Kyle dived. Yeah, I'll say he embellished a little bit. I think he, he made the most of it. I, I think it's a dive, yeah. So you would have, book, you would have booked him for that? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't have given the penalty. You know, would VAR have overturned that? No, it wouldn't have. There's not enough clear and concise evidence that would have said it. Mm, Maybe not, no. Um, Yes, Russell Martin style. I don't think it's helping us at times. It's not improving us, I don't think. And I think it put us in trouble quite a few times because if you get a team that presses and Norwich were pressing, and in the sense they were playing the same sort of style as we were because they had a shocking defensive display also, but they were pressing up high and they were passing it around the back also. Um, which which is probably why it was a 4-4 draw. But being pressed in possession at the back is a complete disaster, um, and it almost cost us a few times. Um, so, I don't know. I, we, th- there's a did, time and a place for it. We did say this before, that you know we can't go playing like that against the likes of Norwich. And, exactly and we what we said, yeah. And if, they've got, if there's anyone that's got some pace, and if they press you, then you are going to get exploited, because they were on the counter-attack. That's all they had. Um, and yeah, it could have cost us. So but against that, us, that's all you need, you know. Set exactly. And... We haven't got a decent goalkeeper. We haven't got a decent back line. Um, we will get punished, and we've seen four goals at home. Like I said, it cannot be sustainable. You can't do that every week, and you can't hope to score four goals every week. So, um, I was a little bit disappointed with his post-match interview because he said a four-four was probably deserved. I, I mean, I don't know how you guys feel, but I disagree with it because I think there were moments in that game where we dominated and we they were there for the taking. Uh, we should have got three points, not just in possession, but we did have some great shots. I mean, Alcaraz hit the bar, didn't he, at one point? Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Angus Gunn knocked that onto the bar, by the way, but uh, obviously I didn't get to see a replay. But yeah, um, an Alcaraz shot just wide as well when it was 4-4. Um, which was right at the end. That was a really good. Stu had some really good, uh, really good shots. And, and when it was 3-3, yeah, they were there for the taking, I think. Um, but, yeah, when it was 3-3, I did a draw at that point was kind of an injustice because I thought you know, Norwich really only had those four chances and they were catching us on the counter. And, and because we haven't got that goalkeeper, we got punished. And well, Sorry, the, the back line. Well, I mean, at that point, that's when the Barnes goal came, didn't it? So it could have easily been um, 4-3 then already. Um, the offside goal. Oh, OK. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And then Bazuno pulls off uh, a, a double save. That must be the two saves where they came from. Um, where it's, it's fast night, isn't it, on the counter? And um, yeah. follow up by Springer. Uh, yeah, that's where the two saves come from. So yeah, it could have been 
five three. It could, yeah. Right. So it could have been a lot worse. Uh, I get that, and we've come away with a point. But as they, as I'm saying, more of the game, I, I felt like we were going to get the three points here. That was, I think, anything mm. less was an injustice. But the way we we got back to four four then, you know, you take it. But it I, I, was a bit like against uh, Wednesday when, you know, that pressure was kind of, you know, you kind of felt that the goal had to be coming. Yeah, but then I didn't see a goal coming because I just didn't think we had enough to, to, to break through. But, well, all those shots and possessions, we only we only scored two goals. So, but, yeah, we can we can score, but we can also concede. That, that's I did say last week that this Norwich game is going to be a big, big marker. And it also... Because, you know, Norwich are one of the top teams in the league and you're playing at home to a top team. We'll see how we get on. And not only that, without Ward-Prowse as well, see how we're going to fare for the rest of the season. Going ahead, I think there's a big, big, big week ahead for Russell Martin to sort out that defence. And please, please, please sort out those bloody corners. Can't be having that anymore. Seth Peters, God's sake. Just do that non-stop every day. Sam Adozi, Will Smallbone, yeah, they come off uh, injured and... A dozy fat as hamstring, I think it was, but signaled to come off. Um, and that was precautionary, I hear. So, And Martin said he'd think he'll be OK. So I do think uh, a dozy will be in, in line for that uh, Plymouth game. Smallbone, as you said, Kevy, I took a heavy whack on his ankle. So we're going to have to wait, wait and see what happens with him. Uh, Russell Martin then said, I'm angry and annoyed at conceding four goals. But on the other hand, we're so pleased and proud of the lad's character to be the aggressor with the ball and be so dominant in some parts. That kind of sums up how I felt, really. Um, yeah, uh, Kev, some stats? Yeah, possession. 70% possession again. There you go. There you go again. It's, it's unbelievable, isn't it? Mm. Um, yeah, almost 1,000 touches, 928. And these are going to be the... We didn't really talk about this before, but these are going to be the key stats, that, aren't they, that... Um, Touches and passes, yeah. Yeah, 709 passes, uh, 89% accuracy. Yeah, the passing accuracy is good. It's going up. 29 shots. Yeah, see, lots yeah. of shots. Lots and lots of shots. Eight on target, though. So. Fucking hell. Not great. Um, say 21. 29. I've got, I got 31% reason. Oh, okay. Maybe they were blocked and they were just disputing it. Um, XG, Tim, do you know XG? I'm going to go with 2.2. What for Saints or Norwich? For for Saints. Well, Norwich had be. Norwich had two point oh yeah two point oh. Norwich is going to be high. It's going to be like. Well, 3. we had two penalties, two penalties, so that's point yeah. seven five. So that's one point five uh, right there. I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm still going to go with two point two, two point three. Three point five. Three point six. Wow, I'm yeah. I'm, I'm off. <laughs> Tim, man of the match, you can go first. Great question. Um, there's a lot of de- there was a lot of quality throughout the team. Uh, I think Alcaraz is just waiting uh, for his moment. He's had a couple great balls in and looks to be, you know, one of the first people on the team sheet, if not the first pe- people. Um, our defense is looking rough. We, if we get, yeah. if we fix our defense, we're, I mean, we are going to be, we have an elite attack when it comes to the championship, easily top five based Agreed. on what we're seeing so far. And if we keep Adam Armstrong and Shea Adams, which I, I sincerely hope we do. Um, we, we are we can potentially outscore people. So if we just get that center back in or somebody who can solidify. Uh, so the defense needs some work big time. Uh, a lot of small bone for a lot of the things that he did. Um, Stu came in and did his job with what he could, you know, what he could do. But 90 uh, minutes on the pitch, running around, making a fool of himself and wants to be here with us and fighting uh, is Adam Armstrong. Yeah. 
I'm going to take him to Adam Armstrong for me as well. Cause when I saw the lineup first, I thought, um, oh, my first thing I thought was, oh, Christ, you know, Che, che on the bench again. And mm. I keep thinking that, that Che's going to be off. Um, and, and what's what's Armstrong doing that, that Che isn't? Well, they're both scoring goals. and But um, Armstrong gave it everything yesterday. And yes, I know his touch isn't as great as, as Che's, but he does put a shift in and he never stops pressing. No matter what the minute, he's just tracking down that goalkeeper, the wing backs. I mean, that track back uh, slide tackle was absolutely brilliant. Um, and his nerve to take both penalties as well under so much pressure. Yeah. And I just think, yeah, he deserves a man of the match for me. Just very, very worthy. All right. Yeah. I, I was 50 50 um, between Adam Armstrong and uh, Will Smallbine, who I thought, you know, that again, that he's under pressure. Uh, taking over from uh, James Ward Prowse in that central midfield role, and yeah, again, I think he did really well. So yeah, I, yeah this time I'm going to give it to, to Billy Billy Boner. Will Smallbone, even though he didn't do anything to stop the goal, the second goal going in, but no, that's fine. Hey, if we're going to um, chalk up everybody's mistakes, nobody will have a chance. It's <laughs> a good point. No, I do. I do like Smallbone. I mean, I'm, I'm really, really make, uh, taking notes during the game of what he's doing now. And uh, I mean, mental notes and just the amount of times he wins the ball back. I mean, I haven't got the stats here, but it must have been quite a lot. Yeah, he, he's been brilliant um, and he's a lot better than I thought he was going to be. And I think we're probably going to see a lot more bids come in from him from Premier League teams, annoyingly. But. Yeah, he, he topped table for tackles. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I just think he was he was great at uh, breaking down the play of Norwich, stopping all the uh, the counters that they did have. Well, not all of them, obviously, but yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, Plymouth, Tim, Plymouth Argyle next Saturday, Saturday, nineteenth of August, at twelve thirty kickoff, early start for the travelling Saints fans uh, at home park. But it is on Sky Sports if you can't make the journey, so stick it on there. Uh, Previous t- time we played Plymouth, right, was May 2011, and that was a 3-1 win. And Ricky Lambert with two and Ryan Dixon with the other. Um, and they actually edge us on heads to, uh, head-to-heads, which was a surprise. 32 wins for Saints, 34 for Plymouth, so only two more, uh, and 20 to, 26 draws. Very good win at home park on the opening day. A 3-1 win over, over Huddersfield, I believe, Tim, um, and a, a great goal from uh, Bally Mumba. Um, returning to the championship as well. Uh, away to Watford on Saturday and managed a 0-0 draw. And that was against the team that won 4-0 on the opening weekend. So I don't think they're here to make up the numbers now, as, as I thought they were. Um, and they're turning some heads. And, you know, uh, Stephen Schumacher is doing a great job there. And he, I, he was he in line for the Saints job at one point? I'm pretty sure he yeah, was. Yeah, I want to say that. Yeah, he was yeah. number number two, wasn't he? After yeah. So if you'll believe those rumours anyway. But yeah, yeah, of course, they were champions of League One last year. And, and certainly, Tim, they've got me worried now, and especially at home park. So try and persuade me to predict a Saints win here, Tim. I'll do what I can. So Steve Schumacher, you just mentioned EFL Manager of the Year last year in League mm. One. So finished top of the league. So they made a absolute, uh, you know, just... I wouldn't say a mockery, but they did a great job and, and came out of, uh, I wouldn't say came out of nowhere, but they were rated to be, uh, set, they had seventh best odds 
seven best odds to be promoted at the beginning of the season from wow. League One. So taking a look at that, uh, great opportunity uh, for them to be able to succeed here in the championship. So uh, the Pilgrims, I think that's probably one of the coolest nicknames that, that are around. <laughs> and just a lot of cool things. I mean, like, I, I mean, I like their name, Home Park. It's uh, it's very homely. It's very <laughs> nice. Uh, but and also their kits, too, the green and gold. Um big fan of the way they've got the the white the away kits the white with a nice stripe so all in all i mean i can't i don't want to hate on them like i I don't really don't want to hate on them so uh what to expect uh so they brought back most of their players from last year uh some of them were on loan and they were able to sign a few of them and we mentioned uh bali mumba so mumba mania is uh is a big push uh he's initially that left wing back in a 5-3-2 but Really, uh, when you see the lineup and where he was at in his heat map, he is definitely in the left wing position. Um, so I think he's basically a Tesco Alfonso Davies because he can basically he can he can push the <laughs> ball up. He's uh, you know he's basically he he basically resembles what Alfonso Davies is. So if you ever take not, a look not, at him, not as quick. Yeah, it's the, that's why it's the Tesco version. So. Mm. <laughs> yeah. so, but watch out for him. He's their he's their key player. And uh, go back and look at that goal when he when he when he took it from at Huddersfield. So that was amazing. That was, yeah. It was uh, fantastic. So good. Uh, can I mean congrats to their season so far. Uh, currently with four points, uh, they made a great start. Um, and you know, Watford's pushing top half of the league, and so getting that Huddersfield win, even though they're probably one of the uh, one's in line for relegation. Uh, oh for, no! Don't say that. See, Tim, I'm getting well, Kev. I'm I'm getting 2010, 2011 Saints League One vibes from from Plymouth. They've pretty much got the same core of players, and they're just uh, taking the league by storm. They're um, uh, underrated. Yes, they are crossing the Atlantic and landing at Plymouth Rock, uh, just like the Pilgrims <laughs> did. So, no, it's going to be a tough game. Uh, it, it'll be a home park advantage uh, for them and the slog of the championship really just pushes on so uh, I mean I'm way more nervous in the championship than I am in the Premier League and I don't know why but I think the, the idea is that we are out to win every game and even I want to say a bogey game where you've got a, a ridiculous September coming up where there's just a lot of quality teams that are there um, so could we do it? Yes. Uh, I think that uh, we definitely have a chance and they will sit. I think they'll sit back just like every other team that has so far. And it'll be 70, 30 possession. We'll have a billion passes and uh, it'll but it'll be tough. They they will be able to counter. And that's where most of their goals came about. And when they when they beat Huddersfield. Kev, so, do, you, do you see Russell Martin tweaking the defense at all? That's not much you can do, really, is there? Well, I know. I bet you could put somebody else in there as well. What, like Yanko? Yeah. <laughs> That's not going to improve, is it? <laughs> not necessarily. It might, yeah. It, it might take away the uh, the pressing a little bit more. Yeah, no, I think we'll see that change. Sorry. I would really like to see an Armstrong and Adams uh, combo. I don't know what Adozi's injury is looking like, if he's going to want to start SAA and you know, slot him in. I think Armstrong on the left may be taking away his ability uh, that he has been with the press up at the top. Who knows? So 
I think there's going to be some changes. I think either Smallborn or Dozy is going to get rotated up because of an injury. Um, but the defense, I don't think we don't have. I don't think we have any better options right now. Mm. That's my worry. Uh, predictions then. Do you know, Tim? You're not really filling me with confidence on Saints for this because I, I, I really, I mean, I, I, I had a, a score line in mind, and I was kind of hoping you were going to persuade me otherwise not necessarily persuade me but just give me more confidence in this because i've got a 2-1 win to saints because there's no way we're going to go to home park and not concede because that's what we do at the moment um uh so i've got saints winning but i was kind of hoping to be a little bit more optimistic about it but i'm truth is i can't be so i'm gonna say i'm still i'm gonna stick with it uh i'm gonna go 2-1 saints oh christ you see you're going into this i was gonna say exactly the same thing 2-1 to saints um I'm going to keep it the same. I think I will this time. That that was that was my prediction. I've had it written down. And, and again, I've written it down as two one Plymouth, but um, no, <laughs> two one cents. Okay, Tim, come on. I want to hear this. Uh, we're looking at a high scoring game. I think that we have five four. Cont- uh, <laughs> I think uh, actually, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with three two. Uh, mm. Saints win. Good shot. I think, that, okay. I think that it'll be tough. I think we'll we'll concede one early. Adam Armstrong hat trick. Oh geez. Well, if I don't know, I don't think so. I mean, <laughs> unless we get three penalties. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh well, uh, why not? I mean, it could yeah, be we'll tell. Let's just let's just have him stick in, you know stick his uh, stick his face in front of Tell again. He'll deflect something in, and it'll be <laughs> he's going to have ten goals, and it's going to be the worst ten goals of the season <laughs> yeah. so far. Well, he's already like five, the top scorer, and it's already the worst. Yeah. Yeah, I mean he's going to have like five penalty kicks, and two of them are going to be because of a dozy and Tella driving into the box. One of them and is going to shag into the goal or hit his hit his ass or something. Yeah. Yeah. And you He's going to fall over. That's what he's going to do. He's going yeah. to be running into the box, busting the gut to get in there. Teller's going to slide in across. He's going to fall over and it's going to hit his face and go in. He'll have the first 10 goals he'll have are five penalties, the Tello goal that we just saw. It'll be three deflections and then one that'll be <laughs> basically him a decent, uh, you know, a decent, a decent goal. So he'll have like one quality goal in, in 10 and it's going to be in 13 games and you're just going to be like, where the hell are we? And, you know, can we just keep outscoring people? That would be great. Okay, excellent. Right, I've got it all locked in. You're all there. Moving on. Discord. Uh, we had no one, obviously, going for a 4-4, um, but plenty of going for draws. I think you two were, were ones that went for draws as well, so you're off the mark now. In the end, I know I did. Uh, yeah, I've been getting the results right so far. Um, but, yes, uh, Tim Brucker leads the league on seven points. So, yeah, well done. Um, he's predicted a win for Saints and a draw, so that puts him up top. Uh, Super Six, I think there's t- still two games to be played, and one of them's the Chelsea-Liverpool one. So as it stands, uh, currently eight people have nine points, and I believe I'm one of them. So yeah. Uh, fantasy football, Kev, at the moment as we speak, the uh, the big league in that number podcast league, we've got uh, New Chester Pula. Oh, he's still top. Adrian Gelder, yeah, 70 points. Uh, at the moment, um, it's good you uh, well, I know Tim's got 60 points at the moment as we speak. Uh, Kevin, you have you got 57, Kev. Ah, OK, so you're, so you're, is, you're doing well. Is Tim the top podder at the moment? I believe so. I'm, I'm on 15. That can't be. No, I'm on 22. But I mean, I've got um, I've still got a lot of players to, to come in. I've got some stuff. You're not Captain Harland. I haven't got Harland. Oh, what? No, I didn't go with him this year. I, I ca- actually captained Evan Ferguson and he scored. So. Mm. 
um, no, I didn't go for Haaland. I was I was trying a different approach this year, if I'm being honest. Um, I just wanted to build from the back, and I've got a real solid defensive line, and I've got two solid goalkeepers. So interesting. Uh, yeah, and it, it proves to be not working. So because uh, one of my defenders didn't even play, but I got Wilson to, to come in. Uh, no, sorry, uh, Ben White will come in for for John Stones. That's where we are. Um, what about uh, the fantasy championship? Yeah, um, our listeners are welcome to join. Uh, just ask us for the code if you want to join Fantasy Championship, courtesy of Gafford.io. Um, yeah, cut a long story short, I'm top of the league. Of course you are. By quite a big margin as well, 120. Um, and, uh, Tim Brucker's in second with 101 points, and uh, Timmy's in third place with 94 um yeah i had a good good signing uh mumba has been my team so you got like is it 12 points or something you got yeah you got valley mumba mm, yeah he's been yeah, doing well for me you got him on the bench um oh shit yeah yeah you got wilmot starting and you got valley mumba on the bench he got me 12 points last week but yeah yeah 67 is not, not not a bad haul this time consistent I mean, that is about it this week kev it's been a bit of Busy, busy week. But yeah. Mm. When shall we three meet again? Uh, Same time this week, I think. <laughs> that was a Shakespeare quote, mm-hmm. by the way. I, I don't know if you knew, but yeah. My GCSE Shakespeare coming in good use there. That's, that's good. <laughs> you have Shakespeare. In thunder, lightning, or in rain, isn't it? And when the hurly burly's done, when the battle's lost and won. See, and you, you never thought you'd be getting Macbeth from a Saints podcast, but yeah. People say I'd never use it again, but yeah. Uh, next week, yeah, next week, uh, we will be back with the Plymouth game uh, and we'll be all over that QPR game. Uh, so, yes, until then, Kevin, up the Saints. Up the Saints. Sorry, Tim's already left, by the way, so I'll say it for him. Up the Saints. Up the Saints. Up my Southampton. Podcast Network.